Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified menstrual cycle coach and feminine embodiment mentor, and I'm on a mission to break taboos around periods and sex while exploring all things spirituality, mysticism, and empowerment. Join me as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, I am so excited to have Steph from Witch Wednesdays, this amazing podcast that I have listened to seriously for like the last year, and it is perfect for anybody who's either a newbie witch or a veteran witch. There's tons of just amazing and insightful information on that show, and so I am so excited to welcome her on our show as well. Steph, like I said, is the host of Witch Wednesdays. It's a weekly podcast that covers all things witchcraft in the modern world, starting at the beginning, making it a great resource for new witches and veteran practitioners who love to keep learning. She's also a practicing secular witch of over a decade, sharing her practical folk and hearth-based pop culture witchcraft on both Instagram and YouTube. So please join me in welcoming Steph to the light within. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It is great to talk to you again, because we did record an episode with you for my podcast. So it is great to connect with you again and be able to share with you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too. The first question I love to ask all the guests is what ignites your light within? You know, I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask. So I had, I had to give it some thought because there are a lot of things like that my mind first went to of things that partially spark my light or could potentially spark my light. And the more I thought about it and got down to the root of all of those things is I realized that it's simplicity, which I did not think was going to be my answer to that question. But the more I realized it, the more that I am lit up and sparked and joyful when my life is simple, when all aspects are simplified. And I realized how much I enjoy just the very simple things in life. For me, it's not about, I mean, I don't travel, but that's like the first thing that people's minds usually go to is like, you know, long vacations and things. I like being at home. I like things to be very clean. I like to just spend time with my dog, my husband, like everything, every answer that I could come up with came down to simplicity and minimalizing and simplifying my life, which I think has been a theme for the last couple of years. Okay. I love this. So you don't know this, but I have already worked on some podcasts for this beginning of season three, because this episode is airing in season three, which will start in January. And my theme of 2023 is to slow down and to just be in flow because my big lesson of 2022 was slow down. Like I kept hearing it from the universe, slow down, slow down, didn't do it, didn't do it, didn't do it. And then had like a complete mental crisis in the middle of the summer, had to take leave from work, left my job. And so I was forced to slow down. So I'm just going to maintain that theme probably forever, honestly, but for sure in 2023. And I love that that's your answer, simplicity, because you didn't know that that was what I was doing. And now I didn't know that's what you're going to say. I had no idea. That worked out so perfectly. It did. So for those folks who didn't get enough of the intro from the beginning of the episode, would you just talk a little bit about who you are, maybe where you are in the world and what brought you on this path? 
Absolutely. So I started the witchy podcast in the beginning of 2020, like before the pandemic. So I had no idea what was going to happen. And I started it with my best friend who currently lives in Iowa and I am in Chicago. We went to college together. And when we are, we're separated by, you know, a state by four hours, we really wanted something that we could connect together on. And one of the things that we shared was witchcraft. I, like you said at the beginning, I am a secular witch. She is Wiccan. So we have like two separate paths, but it was something that we could come together on. And we decided that hosting a podcast together would be a lot of fun, like a good way to connect. So that is where we started with that. And then unfortunately, the year after that, she had to drop off just she, I think this was another slowdown moment that she had so many things going on and like overwhelming um, crises with family, but also crises with how she was feeling about witchcraft and practicing because of all of the overwhelm. Um, so unfortunately she had to drop off, but I had so much support from the community that they were like, no, keep going and like have other guests um, like you. <laughs> so that is what I ended up doing. And so that is the podcast just keeps on going on, <laughs> but it has been a lot of fun to document my journey um, because I have, I've always sort of written things down, but now that I can like go back and have these episodes to listen to, like the, my practice at the beginning of 2020 is like 0% what it's like now. And it's just so great to be able to look back on that and realize like how much I've grown and changed and accepted change, because that's something that I'm terrible at. I really am not good at accepting change in my life. So to see that I have accepted those changes and I've grown so much is just a lot of fun and really interesting to me. Yeah. The 2020 version of me versus this version of me, we don't even know her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating how much growth and change there's been forced to happen. I think on a lot of us over the last couple of years. And so, yeah, having your podcast be this like audible diary of <laughs> your own practices must be so cool. And I've just loved some of the episodes too, because you do make it so simple. You know, my own spiritual awakening happened in 2019. So about one year before you started your podcast, I started, um, really sinking into some spiritual practices of my own, but I didn't claim the word witch for, oh, at least another year. So I'd love to hear from you, you know, when did you know you were a witch and how did you start to build a practice around something that let's be honest is super fucking taboo. It is. It is indeed. Um, and my acceptance of the word has gone like back and forth over the years, because when I started sort of looking into it, so I guess my whole history, I started, I was raised uh, Roman Catholic and I went to Catholic schools growing up and the town I lived in was, either Jewish or Roman Catholic. It was like split, but um, so I had like tons of Jewish friends, but those were like the two religions and that's really like all I was familiar with. And then I went to, and I, I never connected ever. Um, my parents weren't big on, you know, forcing church. So that was great. Uh, and I th didn't really, we were, um, I think they have a word like Christmas, Easter, Catholics, like something like that, where you only yeah. go to church. I think yeah, yeah. People have a word for that, where you only go to church on those two holidays. And like, that was my family. So, um, but I did get like a lot of religious education in school, but I never connected with it. I always felt like I was just going through the motions because, you know, my teachers told me this is how you have to pray. And this is how you have to have 
communion or have confession. And I was just going through the motions, but never actually connected it. I never felt like there was a deity above who was listening to me and, you know, helping me. I always just felt like it was just school. Um, and I was memorizing things to make my teachers happy. So I never connected on that front. And then when I was in high school, I had a class called, I think it was called World Religions. And that completely opened up a whole new world for me. Because like I said, I was raised Catholic and I pretty much had Catholic and Jewish friends. Like that was my world. So I wasn't really experienced with what else was out there, even though my dad is Indian, he's from India, but he was born while the British were still ruling. So everything was Christian there too. So I really had no idea of everything that could exist out in the world. So that world religions class was great for me. I loved that. I learned so much. Obviously, in a Catholic school, we did not cover witchcraft <laughs> in that, but uh, that just like opened up for me to like go to the library and realize there were other things out there that I wanted to learn about. And at that time, like stumbling into sort of that section, all of the witchcraft books that were out in the 90s and early 2000s are Wicca. I know people yeah. say that like, oh, they're not, not everything is like a Wicca book. I'm like, it is. Everything from that time period is Wicca influenced, whether they use that word Wiccan or not. There is so much Wiccan information in every single one of those books. So I loved like a lot of the background information that was included in there. And I thought that was a path that I really liked. But again, I have always felt a push against deity for some reason. That is just something that like I said, I'm a secular witch. I still have pushback against that. I believe that they exist. Like, absolutely. I believe that there are different pantheons. I know people who work closely with, you know, Greek pantheon and Norse pantheon. So I do believe that they exist. It's not that I like to think that they're not out there. Um, but for me, I have always felt pushback against that. So that was part of the reason that I didn't want to accept the word witch because I associated it with the god and goddess in the Wiccan faith. And I thought that that was all there was out there. Um, so it took me a long time to embrace the word witch too, because I was like, well, I'm not actively participating in this entire religion if I am not participating in the aspect of deity. That's a big part of the Wiccan faith. So I was like, yeah, I feel like maybe I can't claim that word because that's sort of like half the practice that I'm just ignoring. So I sort of dropped it and then went to college and cared about absolutely nothing or no one but myself. It was like super selfish college, like party girl. Like I think we've all had that sort of phase. And I was like, spirituality, what's that? Like, that doesn't exist. Um, so I didn't really come back to that until I graduated from college and then sort of got back into needing something more in my life. And at that point, then witchcraft like books started to come out with like a ton more information and things that specifically said, you don't have to have a deity. You can be secular. Witchcraft is a practice. Like it's just a craft. And then I, then about a year after that, I was like, okay, I'm definitely a witch. I can claim like this word because I can do all of the practice and the energy and all of that. Just no deities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a very, totally very long story of where I came no. from. <laughs> no, it's great. And I think that I see so much of myself in that as well, because I was raised, my dad's a preacher, you know, I, in the beginning was very against deity work, like, and very against Wicca, just because I have a lot of religious trauma and specifically around organized religion. So I just saw the patriarchy in Wicca, like I saw it in 
Christianity and my upbringing. So I also was not working with deities for like a long time. And I finally started working with um, the goddesses this past summer um, when I was going through just a bunch of shit. And I had sort of been feeling called by a few of them before, but I think it's so fascinating because like you said, I mean, there is a lot of information and assumption out there that witches in general are always just out there worshiping certain deities. I mean, Satan too, right? Like there's always that (laughs) um, belief that we're just out here worshiping Satan. But (laughs) when it comes to your own practice now, you know, while you've said yourself that it has greatly changed over the last couple of years, what would you say are some of the magical practices that you really attribute to giving you something more, like you said, when you needed it after college, like giving you something more, what would you say some of the practices are that you really like now? I am really all over the place with what I like now, but as far as the idea of just giving me something more and like a little more, you know, purpose or something, I think it was sort of an idea of, I don't, I I would say it's similar to meditation. I don't do like the traditional sit down, you know, meditate for an hour and and guided meditations. I don't really do all of those, but there was just something about focusing my mind in that moment on the task in front of me. And when life was like going so fast and I was in school and getting jobs and everything surrounding that, things felt very out of my control. And I am a person who very much likes control. Like I already said, I don't like change. I like to control things. And things just seem so up in the air, especially with like school and jobs. I went to law school. I'm an attorney. Um, and I graduated during the recession. So like jobs were like, what? What is a job? <laughs> like You want to get hired? You must be crazy. Uh, so things felt like very out of control. And so turning to witchcraft actually gave me a sense of control. A lot of people turn to it to ask the universe for something and let go of that control. But for me, it was the complete opposite. I was like, no, I can harness this energy. I can do this spell to help me find a job or put me on the right path, put me in the right direction. And then I felt like I was doing something. And of course, did all the mundane work. I put out the resumes and all of that. But there was just something about using the energy focus and taking a few minutes out of my day to really think about what I wanted, why I wanted it, where I was planning on going with that and putting more details into my life and my future and my plans just gave me a sense of like, okay, I can do this. I am going somewhere. Um, And I think that's still like a lot of what I do today. because I, you know, there's a lot of going through the motions with things. And with witchcraft, there is just this idea that like, I'm thinking things through a little more. So it's not just like, okay, I'm cleaning and decluttering my kitchen. But why? I'm doing it because I love the feeling that it gives in my home. I love that's like how I show love to my family members. It gives me a sense of peace and simplicity when I do those things. So I'm like thinking things through from beginning to end before I sit down and do a spell related to keeping my kitchen clean and energetically clean and all those things. So that is a theme, running theme throughout my current practice. I love it. I'm cleaning and cleansing (laughs) my house today. Actually, it's like I've taken a pause to chat with you on this podcast, but I think that's fascinating. And I think that that's what a lot of people get wrong about witchcraft too. It's it's us putting 
intention into the things that sometimes do feel very mundane, like getting a new job, like cleaning your house, like people who do, um, you know, beauty magic, like putting your self-care routine together. That's at least how I see it. And I think that some people from the outside looking in, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't believe these things, (laughs) um, maybe think, you know, oh, we're out there crafting these these spells to like hurt other people. I mean, that's certainly not a thing that I do in my practice while I know there are people who do that kind of magic. Um, but from your experience of the last couple of years doing this podcast, I'm sure you've been, um, what is the word? I'm sure you've seen, you know, all these different views and talked to all these different people. And so how do you feel like that's really shaped your own craft? Oh yeah. I I love talking to everybody else because it's so fascinating. There's no possible way I could live to be 400 years old and I will still never know everything that there is to know about witchcraft. There are so many different things that you can do and practice and ways you can take it and ways you can work and no practice is going to look the same as anyone else. So talking to all of these other witches on my podcast is just so fascinating for me. I learn something new every single time, even if they practice, they say they practice something that's very similar to me. They're like, oh yeah, I, I do witchcraft as well. Like we're completely different. And I just love learning all of the little things. And I think that has shaped me from the beginning of the podcast, just because at the beginning, I was sort of more set in my ways and the ways that I thought that other people worked. Um, For example, my version of Wicca was what my co-host did. So I was like, okay, Wicca, Wicca is what Tara does and Wiccans all practice that way. Like, no, not even close. Now I've like talked to so many other Wiccans on the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, literally none of you are the same, even though you're practicing the same faith. Um, so that has been really fun. And that has just opened my eyes and opened my mind and made me, you know, more accepting of things that I might want to change and realize that I can grow and I can adapt things. Um, for my own practice. And I'm allowed to change my mind about how I feel about those things as I like talk to new people and get new ideas. So I love that. I've been learning every step of the way. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about different kinds of witches. Cause I know you talk about this on your show and you identify, you would say you're saying it's a secular witch and a hearth witch, correct? Yes, absolutely. What, what do those two mean? So by secular, I just mean, I don't do any deity work. I don't have any specific religion that I follow. I'm not religious at all. And I don't honor or work with any deities. At the moment, I definitely believe that they all exist. I believe in sort of hard polytheism, that there's a lot of different pantheons. I just simply don't work with any of them. I know that they're out there. I love reading about them. I think mythology is just fascinating. I love history. So I love reading about all of them, but I have personally never been called to work with any of them. I have not felt any sort of presence pressing on me. Like, yes, learn more about me. I want to work with you. Like nothing like that. So uh, I don't invoke any sort of deity in my practice. I don't ask for help. I don't have a deity altar where I'm just honoring them throughout the season. Um, Just completely non-existent in my practice. And then by hearth witchcraft, most of what I do is based in or around my home. So it's, you know, cleaning and protecting my home and it is taking care of the people that are in it. So doing protections on my husband, he's a firefighter. So when I send him off into the world, I do things related to my dog, the feral cats that are outside, the animals that are on my property, but everything is sort of focused 
uh, inwards on the home and things that can be done around the home or people who live in it or visit it. Um, so very sort of cozy witchcraft. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love it. Which I I love because I I love my home and I don't want to leave. <laughs> I just yeah. want to stay here all the time. And I know there's also some other quote unquote more popular, not more popular, but other popular types of witches. Ones I've heard of are like kitchen witch, green witch. I think I'm a green witch hedge witch, I believe. Ooh, Definitely I'm a solid a solitary witch for sure. Um so have you kind of talked to other people? Like, can you talk a little bit about what some of these other types are? Oh, yes, there are so many. And, you know, Hearth Witchcraft does incorporate green witchcraft and kitchen witchcraft. I, I mean, I have a plant, a singular plant that I have <laughs> been able to to keep alive, um, indoor it. plant. And there are some things growing outside on our property that I have, like, no interaction with. <laughs> like, I, I don't take care of them. They take care of themselves. Um, but I, I'm not not super green. So there's that. But obviously, like, working in the kitchen is is a big part of Hearth Witchcraft. But there are so many other ways that you can go. I, I do agree that green and, and kitchen are probably like top of the list of, of people because that's just an easy way for people to understand. That's something that we sort of all do and can grasp as a concept um, from the very beginning. So I think that the, that's why those two are so popular. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just some of the other ones that come to the top of my head, I am not any of these that I'm about to list, but uh, there is lunar witchcraft mm-hmm. lunar witches who work heavily with the lunar cycle. Um, on the opposite, there are solar witches. There are elemental witches who work with either all of the elements or they work particularly with water or fire, any of those. And when somebody has that sort of category that they're putting on it, it doesn't mean that's the only thing that they do. It's just a way to introduce yourself to other witches that give them an idea of your practice and what you're about doesn't mean that you have to be stuck in that box um but it just means that like lunar witches for example the moon is going to be involved in pretty much every spell that they do they're going to time things by lunar cycles they're going to do things at night they're going to you know make moon water and charge their crystals by the moon because they are just so influenced by the moon and that is like the biggest part of their practice it doesn't mean that they can't like celebrate Letha and the return of the sun and all of those things right. at Yule, um, they can do that. They can absolutely celebrate the sun and work with the sun. It's just that they prefer the moon and that is the main part of their practice. And that is just the way that they introduce themselves to other other witches in the community. Mm. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah, I'm that too. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that, was definitely, that was definitely my, my intro to all of this is working with the moon. So let's talk about people crafting a magical practice in the new year, right? Like this is January when this is airing. And I'd love if you kind of had some ideas about ways to maybe incorporate more ritual or just sort of more magic into life in a doable way, right? Because I feel like that was my problem when I first started this. I was like, okay, now I have to do this and this and this and this and this. And it got so fucking overwhelming that I'm like (laughs) ending up doing nothing. Um, Finally, now I've gotten it a little bit more managed, although the stress in my life over the last six months has kind of pushed it out of my top of mind. But I'd love if you had some ideas or some sort of tips to craft a magical practice for 2023. Absolutely. Okay. Two, two tips, main tips that I want to share. I have, I have nothing but tips, (laughs) you know, really, but two main ones that I would love to share would be first of all, to 
start small and work small. And the second is to include joy. So first of all is starting small and working small. I think the problem with, I am not a huge social media person or a huge social media fan, but it is part of our lives and there's like no way around that. Yeah, but I think a big issue with that is aesthetic witchcraft. Mm. Um, witchcraft has become very popular, which I love. I, I love that there is an audience for it. And I love that it is growing and people feel empowered by the word witchcraft and they want to be a part of that community. I love it. I'm here for it. But the way to spread that on social media is to make these very elaborate, beautiful photos where it looks like it is very complicated and you have to own a lot of tools and you have to set aside a lot of time to craft an altar and do these really long rituals and invoke a lot of deities and all kinds of things. And you just, just don't, don't do any of that. If you are starting out and you are just crafting a practice from scratch, then um, my advice is to not buy anything. Don't do anything. Um, don't copy anything that you see online because it's just going to lead you down a path that is someone else's. And you really need to make something that is your own. And the best way to do that is starting small and simple. You don't need to own anything. You don't need to craft an altar if you don't want to. Um, I think as far as simple, like everyday witchcraft, for me, um, watering my plant is witchcraft because I'm taking a few moments to thank the plant, the one, the singular plant that I keep alive in my house. I'm like, you know, thank you for staying alive, first of all, because you make me feel better about myself that I can take care of you. <laughs> it's a snake plant. They're like impossible to kill, but that's oh, okay. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, thank you for, for staying alive. Thank you for the oxygen that you were putting into the air, all of the things. And just taking a moment to appreciate that aspect of the plant in my house, how it's looking. Um, and then also, you know, interacting with my dog to me is witchcraft, like making my coffee in the morning and taking a few minutes to think about like what it is that coffee brings to my life. What are the correspondences that coffee has to stand over it and put my intention into the coffee and say like, okay, I, you know, thank you for helping me through this day. We are going to have, you know, an energetic, happy day. That is my intentions with us. Like, let's do it. Um, all of those little things together are witchcraft to me. Those are all part of it. So I don't think that anything in my life is a big complicated ritual. It's all just very small things that get added together because at the very beginning, simplicity is, is what makes me happy. Like I think, um, the beautiful, like cleansing baths that witches show on Instagram, I think they are beautiful, but I don't want to take a bath. I don't want to spend time setting up all kinds of like herbs and rose petals and candles and crystals all around my bathroom. I just want to get in the shower and get clean. And just my shower by itself is an act of cleansing energy and cleansing witchcraft. As long as I'm like mentally in that space, I don't have to do it every time. Don't do it every time I shower. But like there are times when I'm in the shower and I'm like, you know what? I have time right now. And we are just going to do this slowly and enjoy it and imagine my energy getting cleansed throughout this, this whole process. And that's just a very simple way to incorporate the witchcraft in my life. So that is what I recommend absolutely for beginners and 2003 of viewer trying to set up your own practice, like from the beginning, start small, start simple, just do those little daily things. And then tip number two is to not forget to incorporate joy into your practice, because I think that can be hard for beginners because a lot of people turn to witchcraft when they are stressed or upset or are going through complicated things, um, like grief through death or stress because they're trying to find a job. And they turn to witchcraft and witchcraft is great for all of those things, but 
they don't then also turn to witchcraft for joy. Mm-hmm. And then witchcraft starts to seem like a chore um, and something that you only turn to in the hard times. But I think there's so much that you can do just for sheer happiness of it, just to enjoy it, just to bake cupcakes because there's joy in that. There's like joy in that kitchen with crumbs. There doesn't have to be some sort of end goal for those cupcakes, just that they bring happiness. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a big part of my practice too, is just bring joy and happiness in your daily life. I love that. I think that's so true because yeah, I'm trying to think now the last time I actually incorporated joy into my practice, right? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I find that I find learning to be extremely fun and to, <laughs> and, and creating altars, I think is very fun. But like you said, like I've done all the things, right? Like first I had to buy all the crystals then I had to get all the other little altar decorations. And then it's like this, 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 this. And of course <laughs> I've turned to my practice whenever like all the hell broke loose. Like we lost two of our three dogs this summer. So of course I was oh. like lighting sigil candles for those dogs. And like the, God forbid the last one, the oldest one who's still around, like he's got a bunch of shit around him. Like oh. he's a hundred percent my like soul familiar. I know it, but, um, so that's the, yeah, that's amazing. And also I think it's funny that you brought up cupcakes cause I'm literally the worst cook. So <laughs> those, those would be so burnt if they were in my house, maybe. Um, well, this has been a great conversation. What else would you like to share that we sort of haven't touched on? I mean, I just find that we could, ha- we could chat about this forever, but in the spirit of brevity, like anything else you want to share that I, we didn't talk about? Well, for you and your listeners, let me just say that you can take a box of cake mix and mix it with Sprite, or if you're feeling festive, champagne, and none of the other ingredients that are called for on the box, and pour those into cupcake tins, and you will have cupcakes. You do not need eggs. You do not need oil. You do not need any of that. You can mix a box of cake mix with Sprite, and you will have, it doesn't taste like Sprite. It'll taste like the cake mix, and you don't need any of the other stuff. Oh, and you just bake it like however many minutes it says on the box. So you're welcome. (laughs) You're such a witch. Oh my God. Only a witch would know that. If you have, um, chocolate cake mix you can use coke too and <laughs> that in instead i promise it works that is that is how i make it well damn i'm gonna I, oils. it's magic magic See? literal magic i'm definitely <laughs> trying that and i'll post it on instagram even though i know you're not really on instagram but i'll post I it exist, i just don't barely there but you do yeah. exist yes <laughs> speaking of ways to connect obviously the podcast which is which wednesdays um youtube as well right Yes, I do have a YouTube channel that I started. Um, I started it when I started the podcast because I just wanted people to have like another platform to listen on because I knew some people pay for Spotify, but some people also pay for YouTube premium. And then that way you don't get the ads, whichever, you know, and just some people like one platform over the other. So that's why I started that. And so for a couple of years, I was just putting the podcast episodes mm. on there. Um, but then in the last year I started uploading just more videos to, since the podcast is more about, um, like learning and going over, you know, the basics and then interviewing other witches, it's not so much focused on like my daily practices. So I started making some videos over on YouTube to show a little bit more of my own practice and like my own personality. Uh, so I have been doing that. I put up videos on Friday last year. I was inconsistent this year. I'm going to be more consistent. That's on my, <laughs> on my list just like a basic level of consistency uh they're definitely not fancy again like I said I am not the super aesthetic 
which that you see like on Instagram and TikTok, that is just not me. So if you're looking for, you know, simplicity and not like heavily edited videos and things, that's me, just daily life. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great. A fun conversation to start 2023. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here and to chat. It was fun sharing all kinds of stuff. So I hope you try the cupcakes. <laughs> oh, I definitely am trying these cupcakes. <laughs> I hope you loved that conversation with Steph. I have not tried the cupcakes yet. So if you try the cupcakes, let me know how they go for you. You can connect with Steph on social media. I will put all of her links below. As always, you can find me on social media as well at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within podcast. Shoot me an email, hello at lesliedraffin.com. I would love to hear from you. I also have some so many amazing things happening in 2023. I can't wait to share more, get on my email list. If you want details first, you can find the link in my Instagram bio. Thanks so much for spending some time with me this week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.